Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Cryptids of the Corn. Each week, Justin and Jay take a look at a topic in the crypto and paranormal world. They focus on the Midwest and Appalachia of the U.S., but sometimes they venture out. With everything from well-known monster sightings to one-off cryptids, live person interviews to actual fieldwork sneaking in some science lessons, there's sure to be something you'll enjoy. Please join us this episode of Cryptids of the Corn. Hello, hello! Welcome back to Cryptids of the Corn. I'm the great Mr. E. Mr. E. I think I'm going to use that forever now. That's I wanted new... to use it forever in my life. Oh, now it's real. Like, if I ever... Because at one point, I was going to be a professor. Yeah, you could have been Mr. E. I was going to make everybody been. call me Mr. E. Yeah. Dang. Dang, now do your introduction. I don't know. What's my... I need a cool one now. Um, The giant Jay Wilbur. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's the Facebook loving god yeah there you go so this week is a special one one i I bring up a lot and i think we'll get into like i think this connects to a lot of stuff i think there's a lot of fun with this one okay there's just as much fun as real mystery with this one it's one of those cryptids where it's kind of goofy in some aspects but then actually hurt people right okay uh well that's not good yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. This one involves everything from the a president to the Smithsonian. Your favorite president? Yes. Mm. I love this story. I love this story so much. Um, but yes, the Snallygaster. So I'm going to try to... We're trying to be better about giving credit where we get all of our information from. So it's kind of plastered in here. But the first bit is from the legendsofamerica.com, specifically the Snallygaster page. Mm, okay. Uh, it's a good website, especially for some of the... Uh, like middle of the road folklore, not the really small, but not the really big. Okay, uh, especially the older stuff. Yeah, the Snally Gaster's pretty old. A, a pretty old one. Uh, we'll get into the sightings, but um, but yeah, I'm just gonna start reading. All right. Oh, and then Jay made fun of their scripts this week. They're gigantic. Yeah, I'm it's getting. Like, it's like a book. It is. It's 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 14 pages. It would hurt someone if you threw this script at them. I think it would. All right. So for the beginning, for centuries. A large winged beast known as a Snallygaster is said to have terrified the people of Frederick County, Maryland. The dragon-like beast is described as being half reptile, half bird, that lives deep in the caves hmm. of the southern mountains. The mysterious creature is said to swoop down silently from the skies, stealing farm animals, children, unsuspecting farmers, and maybe something else. <laughs> Some say he still lives to this day. Ooh. So that's a little introduction. Um, the Snallygaster is reported as, it depends on which description of the Snallygaster you look at. Yeah. Uh, they can be very different. Okay. Um. I was going to say scary, or? Yes, oh, they're all terrifying. Okay, cool. Uh, some of the older, so, the modern depiction of the Snallygaster is a large dragon-like beast 
with one central eye in the middle of its head, a large beak with tentacles coming out of the inside of its throat. Okay. And, <laughs> yes, very unique. Uh, no feathers. Uh, and it's almost always described as being yellow reptilian-like skin. Okay, this is very creepy. And it's said to live in the caves. Which we have that a lot mm-hmm. come up throughout our show and a lot of creatures. I know. It's, every time we do one of these and... It's always the caves. It's always the caves. We gotta start a conspiracy board or a, and start getting the yarn I up there. I don't have enough room. I will. I will make room. Because the big map's going up there. Uh, we will make room, and we need to start connecting dots here and figuring this mm-hmm. out. So I'm just gonna do the beginning of the Snally Gaster Legends. Okay. <laughs> uh, the area. Oh, so the, the, we're talking specifically about Frederick County, Maryland. Okay. It seems to be the the hub. Of the Snally. Yeah. But it's it's reported through uh here and there through Appalachia. Okay. Uh but yeah, so just but I for most of this we're gonna focus on uh Frederick County, Maryland. Okay. Um the area was settled by German immigrants beginning in the seventeen thirties, who called the creature the Snallygeist, or the Snallergeist, which is German which means quick spirit or evil quick spirit, depending on which translation you look at. Mm. Um the earliest folklore mixes the half bird half reptile features into a nightmarish demon or ghoul. So if you want to look at this as more of a uh, a real cryptid, which we'll get into, I think it was already there. And the, so the Germans specifically uh, put a lot of their own folklore onto the already existing okay. folklore of the con- continent. Yeah. So I think if you want to believe this is a real creature, they just kind of stuck a name to it and gave it its own backstory. Gotcha. So it could have already been here. I think so. I think it was an existing creature. And they might have drawn some folklore from home. Yes. And attached to this. Our first Patreon episode was American Dragons. Mm-hmm. And I think this is an American dragon. Oh, okay. Okay. And I think they already had kind of a similar thing. Mm. And they just stuck it to it. Makes sense. And they did that to a lot. A lot of North American uh, folklore cryptids. I think uh, on our uh, first... Uh, the Germans specifically did it a lot. Yes, the Ger- I was just going to say that, Germans. When we did our first uh, real or fake cryptid episode... Yeah, it was the Cornwolves. Yeah, the Cornwolves came over from Germany. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Uh, so, other depictions of the beast give it the half-reptile, half-bird with a metallic-like beak uh, lined with razor-sharp teeth. Sometimes it's described as uh, having an octopus-like tentacles. The earliest stories claim the monster sucked blood of its victims. So, the really original stories... It is more like a giant vampire bat or more of a classic dragon. With tentacles. No. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Uh, The the more the giant one eye and the tentacles are kind of a more recent adaptation. Okay. Uh, The earlier stories depicted more of a giant bat or a giant dragon. Okay. Gotcha. A more classic looking animal. Mm, So its descriptions changed over time. It's gotten more fantastical over time. Um, the Snallygaster has one wildly or one widely known enemy called the Daiwuwu. Would you pronounce that Daiwuwu? <laughs> Let's try that. Uh, maybe that or Dwayo. The Dwayo. The Dwayo. Uh, the Dwayo is reported to be a mammalian biped uh, with features similar to that of a wolf, but in the stance and structure of a human. The Dwayo and the Snallygaster have reported to have vicious encounters dating back to the early settlement. Of Middletown Valley, which mm. is where Frederick County is. So like a wolf man almost. A dog man. Dog man. Yeah, it's yeah. a dog man. The dog man and the Snallygaster do not get along. That sounds like it. Good. 
Well, that sounds that'd be a good. Cool, let's look, we should start a um, cryptid like death match, cryptid fight club. Yeah, yeah. Just pin them up against each other. Yeah, neither one of these are very good cryptids. Like as in, good spirited. Right. That oh, it makes for a better match. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I just want one of them to die. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but we'll get into the fate of the snail-like gaster. Okay. And I think you'll have some conspiracies for us when we get there. I always do. The mind um, don't stop. But yeah, so in 1909 is the first big attack. So the snail-like gaster was always kind of in the background. And we'll get to uh, kind of that whole area's traditions and how they spread through the whole country due to the snail-like gaster. Mm. Uh, but for years, the snail-like gaster lived only on the pages of folklore. Until 1909, when stories of the beast began to appear in the newspapers. Encounters between local residents and this winged creature in February and March of 1909 described as having enormous wings, a long pointed bill, claws like steel hooks, and an eye in the center of its forehead. Uh, further, it is said to have made screeches that sounds like a locomotive whistle. Okay, These now that. Loud, piercing screams. That's very frightening. That whole oh, yeah, no, It's not a friendly. <laughs> It doesn't look friendly. Exactly. I'm painting a picture in my head as you're saying this. So, what I have in my mind right now, yeah, I don't want to see that. Not yeah, even. Yeah, it is dream. not. This is not your local friendly cryptid or your scared cryptid. Yeah, yeah. This is not the Dover Demon. Mm, it's not a frog man either. Yeah, if you punch this thing, it will eat you. <laughs> yeah, no dust included. Yeah, uh, you, will, you will be dust. You're the dust in this one. Okay, so in February 1909, articles claimed that a man was seized by the winged creature. And it proceeded to sink its teeth into his jugular and drain his body of blood before dropping him along the hillside. It picked him up, did this mid-air in front of people. Okay. And then dropped his corpse on a different farm. People witnessed this. Whew. Wow. This is a bad thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, and we'll get into why. Remind me at the end. Just say eggs to me. Just look at me and say eggs. Okay. Noted. Um, so the story was carried uh, primarily in Middletown, Maryland Valley. Uh, Middletown, Maryland Valley's register. Sorry, that's a long name for a newspaper. It sure is. Middletown, Mid Maryland. <laughs> Say that three times Yeah, fast. I know. <laughs> uh, the story soon spread far and wide, though. Uh, so much that the Smithsonian Institute offered reward for the height of the creature. For the, for the height? Okay. Yeah. I thought you said for the height. Yeah. Your microphone's too tall for you now. I know. Just give me a moment. <laughs> In U.S. President Theodore Roosevelt, reportedly describing, he postponed a uh, diplomatic trip to go hunt the thing personally. Now, that's the kind of president we need. I know. We need him back so bad. Because it was, a t it was terrifying this town. And he was like, keep in mind, he was a big game hunter. A real big game hunter. Right. I mean... He wanted, but he took this personally. Well, it sounds like it. Uh, <laughs> that this were terrifying his residents, and he was he, he was determined to kill this thing. There was a there was a little story I read. This is not the first time he did this, by the way. There's what? other cryptids. Oh, okay, big he was a big believer in cryptids. Okay, and oh, we need this back. Yes, he wanted them all dead. Oh, not Bigfoot. He liked Bigfoot. But these just more, the nasty yeah, ones. the nasty ones. They all needed to die. Yeah, and by his hand. Oh, I love it. Um, but yeah, so th th this was a big fight with him and the Secret Service. He was probably the worst president the Secret Service ever had to deal with. I bet. Yeah, because he would just go. Did, and also, didn't he like box his 
He had boxing matches every Friday night with his cabinet. And one, like, knocked him out. It was the uh, Secretary of War. Okay. Uh, broke his nose. Uh, uh, Not cracked his skull. Yeah. And he hopped up and congratulated the guy. Right. The guy was terrified. He thought he killed the president. Right, yeah. And he congratulated the guy, and then they had to stop the boxing matches right. after that. We need it back. Mm-hmm. But he went on several expeditions to South America while he was sitting president. To look for creatures? Uh, kinda. Okay. Uh, biological surveys, kinda. A, an old school version. <laughs> right. Uh, right. but like, he was one of the first people to describe piranhas. Oh, cool, okay. What an awesome person. He was obsessed with piranhas. I wonder why. He loved them. He uh, thought they were the most cool, like, the coolest fish he'd ever seen. Interesting. Yeah, he, uh, he had a whole bunch of little piranha jaws he kept in his drawers. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, he was weird. They I rank, liked him. Do they rank high on your fish list? They're cool. Okay. They talk with your, uh, swim bladders to each other. They make clicking. So, like, the swim bladders and fish, uh, piranhas will actually make clicks with theirs. Yeah. To signal uh, the, the whole school what to do. Oh, so that's when they can go into a frenzy? That's one thing. Uh, it's more safe for, like, danger and potential mm. food and stuff. Piranhas do not deserve the reputation. Right, I've heard, yeah. You can get them with a lot of piranhas, as long as they're not starving. So, the original piranhas that were seen were literally kept in these giant vats mm. and were basically starved. And so when they throw in a live uh, live calf or something like that, they go they nuts because they're starved. Yeah. But any animal's going to do that. Exactly, yeah. Um, but piranhas are very, uh, they're like our bluegill here in Ohio. You know, pack, school fish. Okay. Uh, they do have some nasty hardware, don't get me wrong. Right. Most piranhas are vegetarians. If you look at the whole family group, I believe there are 54 species of piranha. <laughs> uh, the paku was in there. I have a yep. paku, you know that. Yep. Uh, most of those are vegetarians or uh, like fruit and nut eaters. Interesting. Okay. I guess why Pakus specifically their jaws they look like people, like they have people teeth. Hmm. Uh, but it's so they can crush nuts. Ah, okay. Like because the rainforest has so many fruit trees that hang overhead and drop down. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. They're one of the few fish that can take advantage of the harder, uh, like shells of some of the nuts. Yeah. Because so, they get monstrous and they can actually. Like, I've seen big ones. Mm-hmm. They yeah. get big. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's um, your little fish fact for the day. Yeah. Piranhas. Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So moving back on. Uh, so you remember our Jersey Devil episode? I sure do. Here's a crossover. Uh-oh. So in New Jersey, it was reported that footprints were uh, discovered in the snow of the Stanley Caster. It's the same set of footprints that were said to be that of the Jersey Devil. That like walked over the houses mm-hmm. and things like that? Okay. So the people in Maryland said no. That's the Snallygaster. Mm, okay. The people of Jersey were like, no, the Jersey. that's Jersey, the Jersey Devil. Yeah. They have very similar descriptions in some, well, a large... in some aspects and then very different in yeah. others. Yeah, very much so. Mm, mm. What are you suggesting there with that? Mm. Mm, we'll get there. Okay. In West Virginia, it is said the flying beast almost caught the woman near, uh, how would you say that, Scrabble? Yeah, I'd say Scrabble. Scrabble, West Virginia. Never been there. But sounds terrifying. Uh, <laughs> so in West Virginia, it was said that a flying beast almost caught a woman near Scrabble. Was found uh, the beast was found roosting in a farm's barn and had laid eggs the size of barrels near Shepherdsburg. Ooh, they found eggs. Yeah, now it's not. This is not the point. I want you to bring eggs back up yet. Okay, but the, but the size of a barrel. Exaggerations with time. I was gonna say. I, I'm assuming ostrich egg size. Okay, because if not, that Snallygaster so would be think, blown out. Yeah, I, I think the eggs were actually the size of original powder barrels, 
which were like uh, mm. beer stein size. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. They're not big. Uh, they're big. Don't get me wrong. For an egg? For an egg, yes. Ostrich-ish. But not like a whiskey barrel. <laughs> there are so many different types of barrels. True. And this was a time when we used barrels. Okay. We need to bring those back, too. I like barrels. Me, too. I want bar stools that were bar- barrels. barrels. My friends got a coffee table that's a barrel. And I'm going to make it about Ohio now. All right. Uh, a man in Castown, Ohio. Do you know where Castown is? Actually, I don't. I don't either. I'm assuming it's like a... An Ada-sized town. Probably a small little... We'll uh, look it up Yeah, when we're done. Uh, wrote a letter to the Valley Register telling of a strange creature that flew over his area making terrible screeching noises. He described it having two large wings, a large horned head, and a tail 20 feet long. Hmm. So all these descriptions, it's all over the Appalachian Valley. Yeah. And all slightly similar, yet slightly different. Yeah. Yeah. But... Look at what the, the area is encompassing. Ohio to Maryland. But look at the cryptids it's encompassing. Mm. The Jersey Devil. Yep. The Mothman. Yep. It's all these, there's all kinds of winged cryptids mm, in this area. Which we'll get to. And we'll, even uh, there was an Ohio alleged bat squatch sighting too. Mm-hmm. Yes, there was. So, yes, there was. So if you want to put that in there with it as well. And I think we'll start connecting dots here in a little bit, but... We'll get that board I, out. I, I think there's something to that. Attaching star strings together. The Snallygaster, hey. bef- so I'll say before I did this research, the Snallygaster was much more myth than reality to me. Okay. And after I flipped my opinion. Okay. I, I was going to bring up one more connection too. Mammoth Cave System. Yes. Covers yes. Uh, all those areas. It's Yep. All the way over mm-hmm. to Maryland, right? And I think that's another thing for your board. Hmm. It gets to- Emily, you're not here, but... Go on the Hobby Lobby list. Put more red twine. <laughs> we need more twine. We need more twine. <laughs> Side note, you ever seen Sunny in Philadelphia when Charlie has the big board? Y- yes, yes. Uh, Pepe Sylvia. Is that, was that? Yeah. yeah. There's no Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> Bleeding his company like a stuck pig. <laughs> That's going to be me here in a few weeks. Pepe Sylvia. It just keeps saying Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> and it ended up being... <laughs> They were spelling the guy's name wrong. <laughs> okay, I, I've seen I've seen that part. I think that's what like, it was. I, but I've never seen that full episode. Yeah, but Charlie had the whole thing where he's like, "Oh yeah, I've seen that part yeah. where, where he freaks out, has everything figured out." He has all this mail, but there's nowhere for it to go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so moving on, the next Frederick County, Maryland uh, sighting. Oh no, this is just going back in a little bit more into about the 1909 sighting. Sorry. Okay, I do have a second sighting, but. So in merit, uh, so is this a different? No, you're good. Okay, you're following on. Uh, <clears throat> in Maryland, the first sighting was by a man who operated a brick burning kiln near Cumberland. Uh, how do you say it? Spied. Yeah, it's weird. I think it's old English. Okay. Um. So basically, he's seen uh, near the. Oh, he probably saw it. Um. Okay, so he was near the he so. The, the creature, I think, was near the kiln. Yeah, okay, scene. there we go. There you go. It was written, sorry, is written a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the creature was near the kiln sleeping. Uh, when it awoke, it emitted a blood-curdling scream and angrily flew away. So this is uh, another hmm. thing. It's just so weird. It was also sighted near Hagerstown. Yeah. South of uh, Middletown at Lo- or Lover's Leap. Oh, my gosh. Anything like Lover's Leap, don't go to. You'll either get killed by an axe murderer the goat man will get you, or I guess a snallygaster. <laughs> um, and was flying over the mountains between the the Gaplin and Burkittsville. Burkittsville. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. Where it was reported to have laid another very large egg. Wow. The last sighting of Frederick County occurred in the March of 1909, where three men fought the creature outside of a railroad station for nearly an hour. It, uh, it, or nearly an hour and a half before chasing it off into the woods of Carroll County. Hmm. So they won. Oh, uh, did they? Well, they chased it off. I'd say they won that encounter. Okay. So after there were no more sightings of the mysterious creature for the next 23 years. But before we move on to that, so this oh, 1909 year yeah. was crazy and for nuts. the Stanley Gaster. Yeah, yeah. And it went all over the, the Appalachian and Ohio Valley laying eggs. That's strange. Is it this? So... I, we're going to still hold on to that. Don't say eggs to me yet. Okay. Well, I was just going to, quick note, I'm trying to go through my head of all the other cryptids we've talked about and stuff like that. I don't really remember of one laying eggs or even... This is the have... first one that it seems to be reproduction driven. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's... Other well, than what... like atmospheric jellies where we speculate they yeah. lay No, eggs? this is like, they were finding eggs. Yeah, exactly. And these aren't the only eggs they found. They found they were finding these eggs everywhere. Now, was this ever like documented with photos or I guess collected or did anyone ever take one i have a really fun thing for you at the end i don't want to spoil okay all right we'll wait we'll wait i have my egg note right yes. now so let's wait for the eggs i have a really fun thing i think you'll enjoy okay so let's keep going yes. we'll speculate all of our opinions so later. once again after there were no more sightings of the mysterious creature for the next 23 years at which time it once again appeared in frederick county maryland and with our mammoth caves uh, there is an opening in frederick bum 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 yes uh, the first report said a bird was seen just below. Oh, another cryptid is the Thunderbird. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a bird was seen just below the South, the South Mountain. So South Mountain is a mountain. It's not the Southern Mountains. It is the name of a mountain. Gotcha. Okay. I was a little confused earlier, yes. too. But there we go. Uh, clearing that up in Washington County. Uh, it is surmised at this time that the life expectancy of the Stanley gas was estimated to be about 20 years. I don't know how they surmised this. Yeah, where do they come up with these numbers? I wish I knew. It's probably based off its flight pattern and stuff. There you <laughs> go. Uh, the new sightings were uh, of the offspring of the 09 creatures. Oh. So that's what they think, that they're on these like 23 or 24-year patterns. Mm, okay. Who else is on a 23 or 24-year pattern? Um, isn't it Jeepers Creepers? Is he on twenty three or twenty seven? Ooh, good question. Well, there's that that movie with Jim Carrey, the number twenty three. So it's probably that. It's okay. probably twenty three. <laughs> Just weird. Yeah. Uh, so at this time, the Middletown Valley Register requested that the local residents who spied the creature uh, should provide as accurate and detailed descriptions as possible for scientific purposes. So now, they were literally printing articles saying, "Please, if you see these." Write down everything. That's important. That's very important, actually. The, like, we forget that these things used to be taken very seriously. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they weren't. Other times, yeah. Uh, but this one, it was it was weird. It's like people wanted they like yeah. If you see it, write down everything you see, every detail. So we can figure this out. That also could have been a government thing. Like, hey, sent the memos out. In. You better write down everything about this so we can track it down and kill it so no one asks questions. Maybe. So two residents soon reported having seen it east of uh, Bardock Heights, flying about 20 feet, 25 feet overhead, confirming the descriptions published the previous week. The next thing heard of the Stanley Gasser is... Okay, so I don't want to go into this part yet. Okay. I was reading too fast. So we're still at the 1909 stuff. No, this is 23 years after 1909. Oh, yeah, after the eggs. That's right. Yeah, so it would be... 
1932. It's crazy. Like, two big flaps of Snelly Gasters. And that's a and, crazy time in the world, too. Yeah, that's a Great Depression. Great Depression. And 30, 32 wasn't too bad. I mean, it, everybody was poor and starving, but... Yeah. When did World War II start? Uh, technically, 38, 37, okay, so, 38. It was on the precipice of... They, nobody knew. Building up to that. We weren't involved till what, 40? Oh, okay. Uh, still, the Basically, world's winding up. Basically, I think up. Hitler started coming into power like 35-ish. Oh, okay. So a little before so that. So nobody knew anything over there that was happening. Gotcha. Nobody here knew about anything over there happening. Right. So nothing to do with World War Two. I don't know why you brought it up. Jeez. I don't know either. It's because it's a crazy decade. That's why. They're just starving. People are just starving. What's <laughs> yeah, different oh, yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a chicken in every pot. Mm. And uh, let them eat cake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wrong era. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I know. I'm. I wasn't expecting the I, let them eat cake. Thing. I know you weren't. <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh, where the hell am I? <laughs> At the bottom here. Okay. Um, the next thing. Yes. So the Snallygaster's death. Oh. So the next thing heard of the Snallygaster is it had died in Washington County when it was overcome by the fumes of a moonshine still that it flew over in the sky. A 2,500 gallon vat <laughs> was discovered of alcohol. According to the story, the revenue agent soon arrived and destroyed both the vat and the carcass of the beast. Wow. Now, there's an article. They actually found the still. That's insane. 2,500 gallon. I think the Snelly Gaster drunk itself to death. It could be if it took a sip of that. I could see the fumes, though, that would no, come off so, that. yeah, meth. Uh, that's, you know, that's how they find meth labs. Is the fumes? Yeah, because there'll be a, a ring of dead birds. Oh, okay. Grandpa found two... Uh, he told me about an accident when he was an insurance adjuster. Wow. Because he'd just see a big ring of dead birds. And it's because the fumes, when they go up, basically anything flies and just drops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. So I'm assuming a 2,500-gallon vat of alcohol. Might have that similar effect. Because it produces methyl alcohol, methyl alcohol mm-hmm. which is very, very dangerous to life. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming there's some of that in the air. Interesting. Big enough to kill a big snallygaster. Well, now we know how to kill him. Mm-hmm. So no appearances have been reported since. So after the moonshine. After the government came and cut up the carcass. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so this article was by Kathy Weiser, Weiser Alexander. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Thank and then I have some little bonus things for you. Okay. Before we talk about this. Uh, in 2008, uh, author Patrick Boyton. Yeah published a book about the history of the Snallygaster entitled Snallygaster, The Lost Legends of Frederick County. That book is in my Amazon shopping cart. Ooh. <laughs> in uh, 2021, Sarah Cooper, a cryptozoologist in Maryland, opened the American Snallygaster Museum in uh, Library Town, or Liberty Town, uh, Maryland. Maryland. That huh. is somewhere on our list to go. That's awesome. Yeah, I'd love to go see that. So and don't look at the back page yet. That's very, okay. That's don't a- look down. I seen you look immediately down when I said don't look down. Oh, no, I was... Don't look. I'm reading this stuff right here. Um, uh, that's 2021. That's very recent. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. We should definitely check that out wherever we are. I there. hope it's still doing good. I know COVID is a hard time to open a museum. True. But uh, there's always room for cryptozoology. Yes, everybody It's it's everybody loves it. 
so let's go, let's before we dive into the last part that we are nowhere near done with this episode oh no there's still like 18 pages but we're this is a split in the episode the back part of the episode is fun okay just fun just plain old good fun but this has so many actual like biological things it's crazy mm-hmm. i think it really i think there's a whole bunch of them i really do think they were coming out of these caves or like eggs yeah on cycles. I mean, it, what else would it be doing? It's just, but they were finding eggs. That's the crazy thing. Every time. So it's they obviously. It. They were like eggs in barns. They were like eggs like everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a whole bunch of them. I don't think it was a snally gaster. Laying a bunch I of think eggs. They were, I think they're a mammoth cave creature. And they come out every sickly. Mm, yeah. And lay eggs. And then go back or whatever they or do. Or die. Or just die, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of animals like that. It's, mm-hmm. You know, if it's uh, more of a reptile, there's not many. There's not really many reptiles or birds that do that. Lay eggs and die? Yeah. More it, of insects and yeah, stuff, Yeah, insects, right? fish. But how do we know, like, deep-sea cave, uh, cave creatures aren't deep-sea cave creatures? Deep, uh, what's the word? Subterranean mm-hmm. cave creatures? Let's go with that. Um Aren't like some sort of hybrid of an insect? Uh, they're reptile. not hybrids. You don't know. I think they're their own thing. Well, yeah, but wouldn't the hybrid be its own category no. at that point? It'd be two family groups. Well, that are spliced together. Same difference. That's its own thing. I'm telling you. In my mind, I know. I'm just here to tell you you're wrong. So is every other scientist. Eventually. So. There was a lot of attacks. It's let's. I know we really didn't take a break to dive into any of this. Right, we too cruised bad. through a lot of that, but but the original 1909, several times, Snallygasters were seen, mm-hmm. um, just kind of hanging out. Was uh, it? Yeah, there was only that one attack where the guys fought him off. No, there, yeah, there was a couple attacks. There was okay. that one where the guy oh, picked the guy, the guy yeah, sucked his blood out. And it was him. they were taking cattle and sheep like insanely. Mm, okay, they, was, so in. In Frederick County, this is a story I wanted to bring up that I don't have written down. Basically, they were losing so much livestock due to the Snallygaster. Mm-hmm. They built the biggest barn. I think it, I don't know if it's still standing or not. It was the biggest barn built in the U.S. at the time. And they put the whole county's livestock there at night. Wow. They were losing, and basically, they would fill vats of blood and put it out for the Snallygaster. Yeah. So it wouldn't bother the animals in the barn. Yeah. Where'd they get the blood? From the uh, from animals they were slaughtering to sit to, to be like don't kill everything else so here's a bunch of blood for you gotcha and the Stanley Gaster was supposedly drinking all the blood yeah uh, like barrels like fifty gallon barrels of blood yeah and very few animals actually drink blood or eat blood it's not good no there's I, there's very few things in blood that are that satiate you is it like metals or uh, so or mosquitoes female mosquitoes the only time they drink blood is when they're laying eggs okay. They don't eat blood. That's hmm. a misconception. Uh, what do no, they eat? Nectar. Oh. So like every probably... other insect. Oh, okay, cool. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Figured they were feasting on me. They Well, no, it's just for eggs. Ah, okay. So only female mosquitoes bite, mm. and they only do it when they're reproducing. Mm, typical female. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. They were seen everywhere. That's nuts. That's... Everywhere. I mean, literally. And that's not normal for... Most cryptids. No, but the most cryptids don't fly like this. That's true. Yeah. But like a lot of your Thunderbird, Mothman stuff are kind of one-off deals mm-hmm. for a little bit. Yeah. Localized. Mm-hmm. 
these snail yassers, when they, I think there's a whole bunch of them. It's covering a vast distance. I think, it? yeah, when they came out of the cave systems, mm-hmm. they just spread out as far as they could to lay their eggs, reproduce. But they were seen sleeping in barns all the time. Yeah. Like people would literally have them. Oh, I didn't finish that story. That's how my brain works. So they built these giant barns, uh, that giant barn in Frederick County. With all the cattle in it. Yes. Yeah. And then a kind of like a, you want to call him a medicine man, a wizard, whatever you want to call him. Shaman. Shaman came and said, you got to put these giant metal, uh, these uh, red iron stars on the apexes of your barn to keep it out. And it wor- supposedly it worked, and they started doing it on their small barns, and it still worked. Oh, wow. Okay. So supposedly it warded off the Snallygaster at that point. Yeah. So that is the thing that the Snallygaster still affects to this day, is that barns all over the U.S. have them, and they, people don't realize why they're putting them up. Wait, what? It's a red, what is it again? The red stars. Red stars? That's it? Yeah. Look, there's a ton of them here in Hardin County, Ohio. Yeah, I'm going to have to look now. Mm-hmm. And people do it because they think, oh, that's just what our grandparents had on their barn. Yeah. They don't realize why they're doing it. Why? It's specifically to keep the Snallygaster away. Interesting. That's why we don't have them anymore. It's like American folklore right there. Yeah, that's I know. lost. It is, but people still do it. It's a tradition that people do, and they have no yeah. idea why they do it. Yeah. Hmm. We should start taking them all off and see if anything happens. No, thank you. I don't want this thing around. Come on. And they were big. It's good for ratings. Snallygasters were big. Well, yeah. But I think it feeds into like the American dragon thing. Mm-hmm. And I really do think they're living in these cave systems. I don't know. Well, I don't know how they originally got to the idea that the Snallygaster has a 23 year lifespan. Right. Yeah. I wonder if it's just because of the... They come the, out every 23 years. Yeah, with, when they're being seen. Yeah, I think that's why. And they're just like, oh, well, all the old ones are dead, and these are new ones. Right, yep. But where is that evidence of... And where were they in those 23 years? Yeah. It's like, they were here, they've been gone, yeah, I and think now they're, they're back. I think they live underground. The big one eye, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so, monitor lizards have a spot for a third eye on top of their head. Okay. The only group of reptiles left are these things called tuataras, which look kind of like lizards, but they're their own family group. They're not lizards. Okay. Uh, they have a third eye still. On top of their head? Mm-hmm. And it's not a true eye, as in what we understand as an eye. It is an optical organ to help detect light changes over top of their head. Hmm. Uh, we know ancient monitor lizards have them. They think mosasaurs, the big aquatic monitor lizards. Yeah. Uh, they have, on their skulls, they have a big spot for it. They think they were actually using them. Wow, okay. I didn't know about any of this. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if it's a, some kind of monitor lizard relative. Monitor lizards were such a diverse group forever. Any of them live in caves? Yeah, a lot of them do today. Okay. But if it's a flying monitor lizard. Yeah. And the third eye is just more developed, and that's what people focused on. It still had its normal eyes. Mm-hmm. And it just looked freaky. So right. it's just something else for them to, you see anything to grab onto. Third, at least looking eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to. What are your thoughts? Well, um, you said something about it too. Uh, they found it by that brick burning kiln. Yeah. It seems like they were attracted to heat. And like the Mothman when he was wrapped around that chimney. Yeah. For, for, for heat. heat. Yeah. Because they were only seen uh, during, well, yeah, both times it was during winter months. Okay. And they seem to be obsessed with finding heat. Right, yeah. And I think more of the moonshine still may have been for the heat, mm, and the burners. It, yeah, and it got too close and yeah. inhaled the fumes. Or drink some of the methyl alcohol they let drip off. Yeah. Because the first little bit, you got to just let drip. Right. Um, and, and it died. Hmm, interesting. I, yeah, that is a good little crossover there. So I'm thinking that Snellygaster is an actual dragon. 
It is the Munder lizard relative, and they live in the cave systems. And caves are, I'd say, uh, especially the deeper you get, the temperature is pretty constant. Yeah, yeah. So if it comes up and it's caves freezing. Caves are nice. And what? Caves are nice. Oh, yeah. But then why is it laying eggs in the middle of winter? Well, maybe that's just the conditions the eggs need to incubate cold. I doubt that. You don't know. You don't know, though. I'd be a first. I, I don't know. I played Ark, and some of those eggs, that needs to be colder. Yes, Ark is scientifically accurate. Hey, they got to get those ideas from somewhere. Mm-hmm. If someone thought of it, it is true in some universe. <laughs> it's possible. Think of it that way. It's possible. So there you go. It's possible. There you go. What are the giant amphibians? They like cold. Ooh, do they lay their eggs in cold? Uh, yeah. See? There you go. Mm-hmm. Or do they are giant amphibians? That would explain why they look freaky. Yeah, I don't know if any amphibian has ever flown. That's what I was just going to ask you. I don't think so. I mean... Reptiles have flown. Mammals, birds. But amphibians? Insects. Who's to say? Well, amphibians are cave masters. See? There we go. Long time without food. Long lifespans. Any amphibians with tentacles? Actually... You mention it. That's funny. Uh, so some salamanders have barbels like catfish. Mmm. Okay. Now we're putting that's some, actually some pieces together. What if they're barbels, not tentacles? I know. That's. I like this. I like this. I think the Stanley Gaster is a giant amphibian now. I em- take back my monitor lizard stance. Emily, more more red twine, please. Get two rolls. Red yarn. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a giant amphibian now, a flying amphibian. Mm, okay, a deep that sea would, or deep sea. I keep saying, saying that. I don't sea? know. I want to say deep cave, but whenever I say deep, I'm just already a sea in my head. But a deep cave amphibian. And they're coming out to lay eggs. Yeah. Probably so the offspring has less competition. A lot of uh, a lot of salamanders and newts will do that mm. or for a food source. So there could have been a, like they kind of maybe they work their way up the cave system and they found it exits no i think they were doing it on purpose i think they knew what they were doing yeah and cyclical like uh fire sounders and stuff can lay their eggs every seven years or something like that like they don't necessarily well they they give live birth but uh they don't necessarily like a lot of amphibians lay every year Mm -hmm. a lot of them don't Mm -hmm. okay so because they don't want to basically they can't afford to flood their environment with offspring yeah because there's no resources yep not enough for them then yeah yeah i gotcha so that's could be i think that's it I think we've got this. We are. We're, we're knocking it down. No, that'd be why they're extinct. Because of pollution. Yep, and amphibians are very vulnerable to mm-hmm. pollution. Hmm. They're the first indicators, aren't they? Salamanders. Yes. Yep, they're the best indicators of pollution. But that's why we don't find them anymore. Because <laughs> everything is polluted. Exactly. <laughs> okay. I love it. I love it. I think we're on to something. I like this. Okay. Are you ready yep. Which for one? the fun part? Which part are you on right now? So before we move on to anything, do you have okay. anything to say about the previous? Oh, no. I think I think we're definitely... we. Heard, you heard it here first. I think that's the first... I think we are the first. We're not really often the first people to have these ideas. Yeah. I think that is the first. The Snallygasters are giant amphibians, flying amphibians that are possibly extinct due to pollution. And there we go. I like it. That's the title of the episode. <laughs> that's a long title. Do uh, amphibians, yeah, they're pretty, they attack, right? Uh, if they got big, we'd all be dead. Yeah, exactly. Like a big salamander eating you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like big, I mean like huge. Like I, mean, I know. Yeah. They used to get that big. That would be scary. Uh, they had to like crocodile. There was a bunch of them look like crocodiles. Oh, man. I wonder when they lost their wings. Uh, I don't think they did. Oh, okay. 
Yes. I'm so obsessed with this idea now. You don't even know. Uh, no, I can see the gears turning in your head. I think, I think. <laughs> that hamster wheel is like yeah. flying around in, up in there. Yes. <laughs> All right. Now, batter up. Your favorite show we're going to talk about. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mountain Monsters. I love this show, and I've only seen five episodes, and I yeah, love it. the dubs. <laughs> yeah. The dubs are great. Yeah, yeah, that was funny, yeah. I think I'm going to watch Mountain Monsters after this now. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so we're going to talk, yeah, the Snallygaster of, so this episode is uh, season two, episode 10, air date June 20th, 2014. Okay. Early episode for them. Second season. Okay. Like they're on like season eight now. And they have like a couple other spinoff shows. Oh, wow. Like really... Mountain Monsters, Reign of Fire, and stuff like that. Really growing. Yeah. Oh, I love them. It's, yeah. It's great. Mountain Monsters is just entertainment people. That's awesome. Yes. That's yeah. just, let's make that clear. I love the show. They are just entertainers. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they do real research outside of the show. But the show? The show is just for entertainment because they. Here, we'll get into the Stanley Gaster episode. It's entertaining. So I have provided a picture to Jay. Of the box trap they used to catch or try to catch a snallygaster. Looks effective. It was just a giant box that slammed on the ground. It looks like a box made of pallet wood. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if we keep mind, this is early days, Mountain Monsters. They don't now they have these the giant bu- elaborate things. Yeah, they get the budget for it. Yeah. The budget here was fourteen dollars. Yep, and I think half of it was built for free. <laughs> just pallets on the side of the road. Yeah, I love Mountain Monsters so much. Oh, me too, me too. I'm not, yeah, we're not talking negatively about them. No, I love the show's great. Yes, yes absolutely. We act, we watch it. We're fans. Mm-hmm. I met uh, most. I met most of them. Ooh, I have not. Yeah, bucket list. We were drinking with uh, Wild Bill. Was not drinking, but he was at the bar with us. And uh, Huckleberry was drinking. Oh, okay. A lot. <laughs> um, so was I. I, well, was, I know you were. I was drinking a lot. Yeah, I know, I know All you right. were. So yeah. the episode, we're going to get into this episode. I love this episode. So the Snally Gaster of um, Pearson County is the 10th episode of the second season of Mountain Monsters and the 16th episode overall. Uh, the Pearson County, the Ames team, because that's the app. I can't remember what it stands for. Okay. It's Appalachian something monsters. Close enough. Close enough. Investigation monster. I don't know. Anyways, team, the Ames team hunts down an enormous pterodactyl like creature known as the Snally Gaster. I just love Snally Gaster. (laughs) Uh, Which is the team discovers is both deadly on land and in the air. Ooh, okay. Bum, bum, bum. So the summary Trapper dives a team to. Preston County to inform them that they are going after a bizarre creature known as the Snallygaster. The Snallygaster is believed to be... Oh, gosh. The Snallygaster is believed to be... Dark. Pounds? Dark? Green? Yeah. What? I Just skip. I don't know what pounds. pounds? Just say dark green. believed to be dark green and scaly, possessing its long talons and wingspan of... Of feet. (laughs) This is from their page. So nobody yell at me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let's just let's improv let's say a wingspan of what would you say 15 Basically, feet? i would tell you what happens okay yeah. so go flip the next page okay yes yeah, there's a picture of the stars oh on the barns okay i've seen those before i know you have they're everywhere okay go on now uh but yeah they're supposed to keep the snail gaster away so basically they go to this farm that's having snail gaster problems okay uh <laughs> i love the show 
And they every night they have like fifteen snailing gasters attacking them. There's one like scoops at like the the side by side hood. And then they hear coyotes every night, and every night the coyotes and the snallygasters are fighting to the death. Oh, man. And these snallygasters they have are a lot smaller than what's reported of original snallygasters. Younglings. Probably fresh hatchlings. Like people-sized snallygasters, as in like a crew is hiding in the trees throwing rocks at them. But anyways, (laughs) so the snallygasters are attacking, and they can't figure out why these snallygasters are so aggressive. Hmm. Um eventually they figure out it's all it's all around this one barn mm, okay and must be something in yes, there yes they go in and they finally discover there's a snailgaster nest and every egg has been eaten by coyotes oh so there's a vendetta that's why every night they were finding slaughtered coyotes you know, because the snailgasters were so angry ah how many bullet holes do the coyotes have in them uh i they more look like they went through a blender oh, i okay. think they just go around and pick up roadkill tossing around the area okay yes i don't know i love it and that's pretty much it uh i don't remember let me see if i can figure out how they drove them away oh so they never caught it did they oh no they have packs of coyotes on thermal camera okay and then there's a trail camera they do have a trail camera photo of a snallygaster well that's interesting that one kind of made the rounds on a lot of it looks like the jersey devil um now i mean i don't want to ask it like or there's a snallygaster egg for you is it is that uh it was an emu egg oh really yes oh yes was the trail cam photo of the uh snallygaster was that proved to be authentic or anything or <laughs> i'd you, say that's a no you know the answer i know but oh some, so they end up in this i forgot sometimes they, there's they, truth they in. end up in these abandoned house and snellygasters are like attacking the roof and poking holes to the roof and they're shooting to the ceiling and stuff like that. Oh my gosh. Like it was it was crazy. It was one of my favorite episodes growing up. Did all the crew like make it through? Uh, yeah. Oh phew. every time. Uh, <laughs> um this isn't a Cherokee Devil episode. Yeah, I know that one. But no, literally they like, literally it was a cool scene though. They had like literally beaks and stuff coming through the roof and yeah. the ceiling and stuff like that. That's crazy. That is craziness. Uh, oh, I love that show. I'm trying to figure out how they well, that's pretty much all I have. I mean, did it? So they they drove the Stanley Gaster away. Mm-hmm. Did they use some like sort of ritual or anything to get it away, or or did they just fight it enough to where it was like, all right. They basically just left. Hmm. So they they scared them off. I'm sure. Yes. Did Wild Bill like yell at them? Yeah, well, aggressively, and then yeah. they're like, enough of this. Yeah, basically, and they moved on. <laughs> But yeah, that's just that's the pop modern pop culture for the, the Stanley Gaster. I love the Stanley Gaster. I love Mountain Monsters. It's a great crossover for both your interests. Oh yeah. Uh, well, let's. I want to watch that episode. I've we'll not probably, seen that. We'll one probably yet. do that after this. All right. Cool. We can just we can sit on the bed together and watch the episode because I don't have my house set up yet. <laughs> okay. So the only working TV is in the bedroom. Okay. What are you trying to get me into here? Shh. All right. The Snelly Gaster. But no, I, so like I said in the beginning, uh, after doing all the research, yeah, I was, I flipped my, flipped my opinions on the Snelly Gaster. I thought it was just a fun folklore thing uh-huh. with no real truth to it. No meat on the bones, I guess. And then after doing the research, I flipped. I think it's a real creature. I don't believe in that modern depictions of this gross, uh, cosmic horror looking yeah. thing 
with uh, the, the tentacles coming out of its yeah. mouth. And I don't know, just the, they can be a little, uh, what's the word? Uh, I don't want to say uh, just overblown or overdone the descriptions, but over uh, it's dramatized. Yeah, yes, or, I think that's appropriate. So it's very over dramatized. It doesn't, I don't think it looks like that. I do think it looks more like a yellow dragon. Okay. Um, now I uh, believe it's some kind of amphibian. Yeah. Uh, which is weird. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but it's, uh, yeah, it's not too, uh, when's the, when's the most recent sighting? It hasn't been seen since the thirties. Really? Okay. So we're, we could, we could potentially be in the time of another flap. You never know. Oh, it was on its 23 year cycle. It should have happened like 15 times since then. Well, you don't know if the cycles, that could just be like, it could be long cycles and short cycles, you know? Like cicadas? Sure. Sure. I didn't, I didn't know that, but sure. Some are like seven years, some are 23 years. Exactly. It, it could be something like that, you know? So not seeing one for so long, I haven't seen any corpses, or there's no like corpses collection if crew. Or- yeah. If there's an amphibian, yeah, uh, their bodies would rot really fast. Okay. okay. Amphibians kind of just disappear. Okay. Yeah, because it was just like... Unfortunately, I've had like baby salamanders and stuff die. Yeah. And just melt. Like, you Ooh. don't find stuff from them. Blobs of goo. Not even that. Really? Mm-hmm. Just nothing. They decompose so fast. Hmm. Interesting. They get pulled through their fish filter, and they're gone. Oh, no. I'm talking about on land. Oh, gotcha. It's, it's, it's crazy how fast this salamander decomposes. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I guess it's not that crazy. It's not... There's not a whole lot to them, that, you know? No, they got just as much as we do. I guess. They don't have any, like, like hair and... Their bones probably aren't as dense as ours, right? They got bones. But not like ours, I would have said. Oh, yeah, they I'm, don't have a human femur shoved in there. Well, I know. But you know, I mean, like, as far as density, I don't know. I okay. guess, I don't know. I'm not. You don't that. know nothing. I don't. I you're know just, nothing. You're trying to. I'm, I'm just speculating. I'm a curious mind exploring what comes to it. <laughs> That's it. It's starting to get hot in here. It's very warm in here. It, we're still in the midst of a heat wave. The I'm hottest sh- day of the year, Hopefully. Hopefully. 115. Uh, anyways, yeah, sorry, my man. I can feel my brain melting. <laughs> I uh, can see it. No, this. I. So, what? What's your opinions? What's your final opinions on the Stanley Gaster? Oh, well, after hearing these stories, I mean, because I didn't really have opinion before going mm-hmm. into this. I just heard of the name. I can see there being truth to this, especially if like the president was getting involved and potentially stopping a campaign. I mean that. I can't imagine it being completely made up and going to that extent to where... I think the Smithsonian Award was $1,000 hmm. in 1909. Okay, that's a lot of money then. And due to, I mean, if you calculate inflation rates to today, that's like... Uh, well, inflation rates today, that's like $4 billion or something like that, if my math's right. <laughs> Let's see if I can pull it up real quick. That's why we need Emily. Yeah, you're needed right now. Mm-hmm. Um, shoot, I don't even know the inflation changed from even a decade ago. I can, I can only imagine it's insane. So going a hundred plus years ago, it's probably a lot. But going back to what I, I think, got a calculator. Oh, you do. So can, keep talking. Going back to uh, just the Snallygaster. If I think it's, I th- I do think it's authentic. I do think it's also a. Uh, dramatized to a certain extent at least with modern stuff or modern descriptions i'd say because you know how the game of telephone works especially since it hasn't been seen since the 30s you know this game of telephone over and over it gets you know details change 
the one constant that's pretty awesome is the stars on the barns. So I love that. Yes. It, it is so weird how it affects up until modern day. Mm-hmm. I have the money. I had to do 1913 as far as the calculator goes back. Okay. So, you know, four years difference. $1,000 in 1913. Would have the same buying power today of $30,000. Good Lord. Good Lord. And they say today, oh, why don't you, you kids don't pay for nothing? Oh or- my gosh, don't even get me started. When I worked in the nursing home, it was the constant. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, because you basically bought a house. Inflation went up. For the price up. of a pop machine. Right. Inflation went up. Wages didn't. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird how that works. Right. Yeah, because you could buy a house with two weeks' pay. Mm-hmm. Now, two years, you might get a down payment. Mm-hmm. It's, it's stupid. And that's if you don't spend money okay, on any this living. This is not a podcast about politics or financials. But True. that is interesting. True. Basically, Sony was offering thirty grand. For this thing's hide. That's no cheap price. Just so they can hide it in a museum and never be seen again. Yeah, that's what they wanted. It. Yeah, you got a dead one. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. That's a whole other subject mm-hmm. too. The Smithsonian, I think, steals everything. I agree. I don't. I don't. I don't agree with their intentions on the surface at all, whatsoever. We were talking about the giant bear they hid. Yeah, yeah. On one episode, it's a front. I mean, it's that's a- that, that one's not even like. They don't even hide that one, like, about what they did. Exactly, yeah. That would be right in your face about it. Mm-hmm. I guess, unless they're hiding it in plain sight. No, they were, like, the one, it's <laughs> really off topic. The one was, uh, they finally, the guy finally got to see it, and it wasn't even the same dimensions. Really? That they uh, recorded it as. Yeah, so they brought out something completely different. Yeah, they brought out a polar bear skull. Yeah. Mm. Tricky. Mm-hmm. They're tricky. Smoke and mirrors. Yeah, that guy was going to get it taxidermied, and the Smithsonian has somehow ended up with it. It was weird. It always ends up in their hands. The Smithsonian eats everything. It's like a black hole. It's the black hole of the crypto world. Everything. Oh, true. Of history. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That's a good one. Black hole of history. That's Smithsonian a- Museum. The Smithsonian. Smithsonian. History, natural history, the Smithsonian Institute. It's not a museum; it's an institute. Oh, okay. There we go. Don't like them. That's where they get to follow different rules. Mm, makes sense now. Different rules for different fools. Mm-hmm. But yes, I, 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 I believe. I, I believe. I believe in the Stanley Gaster. I'm a believer. I believe it's a frog that flies. <laughs> Some kind of salamander, maybe. A vampire. Okay, here we go. Snallygaster, this is what it is. It's a vampire. Oh, I don't think it drank blood, by the way. Oh, you don't? Mm-mm. So what do you think that, I think that was that guy? What, I think that's what... I think it bit the guy. And just lifted him up? Yeah. I think it was eating the guy. Yeah. And then dropped him. Okay. So you don't think it was drinking I blood? I don't think... I think that was just something the newspapers did to dramatize it a little bit. Right, exactly, which happens. I think it was just trying to eat the man. Mm. Like a normal monster. <laughs> yeah, like a normal monster, yes. Just trying to eat... Just, just trying, trying to eat you. away my lunch. Right. It's just trying to... Farmer deli meat. The, the finest. The finest. The Especially back then. Maryland. Especially back then. They were naturally, you know... Uh, you I'm, can tell it, it's getting hotter because we're just talking about nothing. I know. And I can't wait to see your reaction after I say this. You know, back then, it was eaten natural non-gmo fed farmers, you know. they were Their plants were non-gmo back then and everything... <laughs> If you can't tell, I've just turned Jay's mic off. Hey, hey. <laughs> you sound like you're really far away. I know. 
Um, oh, welcome back. I've just been uh, banished. Mm-hmm. <laughs> welcome back from the negative zone, or what they used to call it. I don't know. The uh, limbo. Oh, sure. All right. So that's been the Snallygaster. Any other comments before we go? No, this one's fun, and I want to. Really, like I said, the research really flipped my opinions on it, and that's that's a good thing. I mean, that shows you that you can't just take a story off the face value because the mm-hmm. first time I ever heard about the Snallygaster was through Mountain Monsters. Yeah, and, uh, that was just the goofiest thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder why. Um, but yeah, like we might have to circle back to this one a little bit. This is fun for our 24 hour podcast. It'll all be Ooh. about the giant amphibians of North America. There's a little, if you stuck around this long in this episode, you just got a little sneak peek of a future event planned. Oh yeah. I forgot. We haven't said that yet. So there you go. A little Easter egg. There you go. If you find it, if not, oh well. That's fine. All right. I have been Mr. E. And I, oh, my name is like a letter. I know. So I can... Mr. J just doesn't sound... No, because I'm Mr. J. No, you're... Well... No, you're not. You're Mr. E, all right? Can't have them all. (laughs) I've been J. And together, we are Crips of the Corn Podcast. Uh, (laughs) Have a great week. Uh, This should come out Wednesday. Right, and stay cool. Oh, try. Stay cool, my friends. All right, guys. You've been listening to Cryptids of the Corn. Be sure to join us in the next episode where we tantalize your intellect and expand the horizons of your mind. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, stay magical. Stay magical.